Welcome to the Trainer Life Podcast. My name is Danielle Harrison, and I am a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist. And I've been in the fitness industry in New York City for over 10 years. I've learned a lot and met some amazing people along the way. So if you were always curious about the ins and outs of the industry from a woman's perspective, then this podcast is for you. Let's get into this week's episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Trainer Life Podcast. My name is Danielle, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me again today. So as always, let's get that admin out of the way first. If you have any topics, guests you would like me to have on, uh, anything like that, questions, please email me at thetrainerlife at gmail.com or slide into those DMs on Instagram at thetrainerlifepodcast. All right, so let's just uh, jump into today's episode. So today's topic is going to be everyone doesn't want to lose weight. And I think in the health and fitness industry, something I've noticed so much, well, not just noticed, but is becoming more prevalent is we always look at a fitness regimen, changing lifestyle habits and things as, oh, losing weight, losing weight, you're going to lose weight, you're going to lose weight. And we need to start retraining our brains for, you know, not everyone needs to lose weight. Some people need to gain weight. Some people want to gain strength. Some people need to up their weight. But we always kind of associate fitness with losing weight or getting toned and stuff. You know how I feel? I did a whole episode um, about tone, that word, how I feel about it. So I think when we change our perspective and we change our outlook on fitness, it definitely can help with the longevity of sticking to it or when you find situations or hiccups in your life to want to and desire to go back to it. Whereas I know when it comes to losing weight, fitness and things to that nature, when people feel defeated or like they've fallen off the, you know, fallen off the wagon for lack of a better term, they're like, well, you know, I tried it. I failed. Why should I go back? Or this is a lot where yo-yo dieting comes from. It's like someone's super diligent for like two months and then it's like, oh, life happened and I just couldn't be consistent. So I didn't come back for three months. And we preach this intensity and if you, you have to have this hunger and this desire and all of these things, which is true, but we all are people and we have lives and families and jobs and just the world. So when we look at fitness as something that can help us in our everyday lives in the long run, then I think it's a little bit more palatable to be like, okay, I fell off for a week cool. I, even if you can't go back for, you know, you can only do two days the following week. Those two days are good. Whereas people might be like, well, if I can't do five, six days, there's no reason, you know, two isn't going to do anything. Two is going to help you. Two is going to build on that consistency. Two is going to make sure that you stay in the rhythm. And sometimes I think people don't think that is enough. And is it enough to see results? That's a different story. But is it enough to keep your momentum and just keep consistency and keep you on a good path? Yes, 
as opposed to, well, if I can't go, you know, six days a week, then I shouldn't go at all. And then that's where that yo-yo dieting and yo-yo working out and injury can take place. You know, especially when people go, oh, well, you know, I reduced my calories or I took away pasta or I don't do this and stuff. And it's just like, you don't have to do all of that. And I think sometimes it's just, it takes time. And that is the hardest point is that it does take time to figure out your body, figure out the foods that you can eat, the foods that nourish your body, that help make you feel good. And everyone is individual to that. The fitness and nutrition industry would not be a like zillion. I think it's not even billion anymore. I think we're hitting Z's with a zillion dollar business. If you know, one way worked for everybody. Some people do better with more carbs. Some people do better with more fats, more proteins. Everyone is an individual and figuring out your health needs is what's important. Some people love to be up early in the morning and work out. Some people, they're like more of an afternoon. What works for you? And that is what takes time. I posted on my Instagram uh, this week. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I have the Trainer Life podcast account if you always want updates on the podcast. And I have the Trainer Life, which is just more of my coaching, everyday life, what I'm studying in school and things to that nature. So same, shameless plug, follow me on both. Um, Anyway, so I was, um, I posted on my Instagram, it was a quote, like one of those audios with a quote that said, Usain Bolt said he trained for four years to run nine seconds and people will give up after two months. So that is one of the biggest, you know, I think most trainers have with the training industry is this timeline of 30 days, 60 days, you know, you better lose X amount of inches in two weeks. And it's just, can it happen? A hundred percent. Is it sustainable? No. So I think long, steady control and a longer outlook, of course, short-term goals, medium-term goals, and long-term goals are the best way to see it so that your short-term goals continue to give you that momentum and energy. Medium-term goals help you to see almost like if you work in a business, like quarterly outlook. And then those long-term goals are year goals. So I think that's very important. Whereas people try and make their long-term goals the entire outlook. So it's like, okay, well, in a year, I want to lift X amount of weight or lose X amount of pounds. It's like, okay, but how about we look at it in quarterly goals? So in three months, let's see if you can, you know, reduce it down to this amount of weight and maybe this amount of pounds, either increasing or decreasing. So something we have to remember is that, like I said, not everyone's goal is to lose weight. Some people want to gain. Some people want to gain strength. Some people it's for health reasons. Like their doctor is like, you know, a heart attack is knock, knock, knocking at that door and we need to correct it. And, you know, I've had a lot of clients who have said, my doctor has said, before I put you on this medication, if you can start exercising and living a healthier lifestyle, let's see if that can be 
that can mitigate this before I put you on a medication. And I love that for, you know, not every doctor is going to do that, but I do have clients that go, my doctor says I'm tipping, you know, a scale, I'm pre-diabetic, but let's see if we can control this with exercise and proper nutrition. I am like, love that doctor. So it can, but again, it takes time. So right now I am actually taking a course in behavioral strategies um, for physical activity and exercise. And this is more on the psychological end of working out fitness and exercise and what makes us tick. What are some things we as fitness professionals, if you are a fitness professional watch, uh, listening to this right now, and what our clients, you as people, can think about in order to have, again, short-term, medium-term, long-term goals, the way we can assess and reassess where we are mentally, not just physically. Because let's be real, men, our mental stamina and fortitude plays a huge role in if you're going to show up and work out. Sometimes if you are mentally tired, you're just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work out. Which is a big reason that people either go to classes or hire trainers is that a lot of people say, I just want to come. Someone tell me what to do. I do it for X amount of reps. I'm here for an hour. I don't have to do this, except all I have to do is do what I'm told. And then I leave. I know some people in um, high end, like high stress jobs, they particularly like that. It's just like, you know, I have clients that go, I have 10 meetings today and I will not be able to eat lunch. Just tell me what to do. They actually like that. They're like, I don't want to have to think about anything. You tell me what to do. And that's the reason. And that is a good reason. Know what you're capable of. Know what your mental capacity is. And if you're like me having to plan my workout, me having to know how many reps, me having to be honest with myself, sometimes that's just too much as people. So they're like, hey, I hire someone. You count my reps. You change the weight. You program for me and tell me exactly what to do. And now that's more in-person training. But if you are someone who literally just like more so wants a plan, then that uh, online training could work or for you in terms of getting a program and you just like, I have the mental fortitude to do this. I just need the program set out for me. All right. That just, whew, that wasn't even in my notes. <laughs> so let's first start with goals and how to set your goals. Sometimes, like I said, we usually look at goals in our terms of long-term effects, but let's make these shorter, more actionable steps or what we like to call SMART goals, the acronym SMART. So the acronym SMART stands for specific, so our specific goals, measurable, what are our measurable go um, goals? Why is the A escaping me? Oh, achievable. All right. So that A stands for achievable goal. So if you're like, oh, I want to be a bodybuilder, you know, a month and you've never, and you don't know how to lift weights. Okay. That is not achievable. Achievable slash realistic for the R. So realistic, again, if you are like, I want to enter, I want to do a triathlon in a month, but you've never you know, run more than five miles. Okay. No. Can you do it? Yes. Is it going to happen in a month? No. And then the T is time frame. 
So that's our acronym SMART. So again, realistic. And one of the, you know, the key things to SMART is it's about that time frame. It's about realistic goals and being achievable. And what are your goals? So what types of exercises do you enjoy? That is important. I think with starting out with clients, especially when I first start working with them, I want them to do things that they enjoy to do. So we mainly work on strength training and then some days, you know, low impact cardio or anything that if they like running, some people are like running just clears my mind. I am like, oh my God, then go, you know, enjoy a jog, you know, two days a week. If that's what you mentally need, do things you enjoy. Now, when it comes to certain goals people may have, then you're going to have to do things that you might necessarily not want to do if you hate bench pressing, but you want to have a strength training program. Okay, you're going to have to bench press. You know, you're going to have a few things in there that you might not enjoy. Like, I don't think anybody enjoys Bulgarian split squats. They suck. I hate Bulgarian split squats. But do I do them? Yes. Why? Because your girl has goals. I have goals. I don't like Bulgarians, but you know what your girl's going to do? A Bulgarian. Because it's part of my goals. <laughs> Again, little tangent there. Um, what can, in, when setting goals, what can enhance your experience? What is going to make it enhance your experience at the gym? Is it going to be having a buddy, having a notebook where... Honestly, your coach gives you a little gold star every time you decide to show up. That it, Some people are probably like, am I in second grade? Um, no. Sometimes that makes us feel good, especially if you're an analytical thinker who loves a spreadsheet. I noticed that, you know, a notebook and it's like a little check mark or a little star or something really makes someone feel good because it's something that they can open and it's like, okay, I wanted to get three to four workouts in this week. Oh, look at my notebook. I got three in and it makes you feel good. And we need to notice like what mentally works for us as individuals, because what works for one person is definitely not going to work for another person. And another thing we want to think about in terms of fitness are the cost and the benefits of the movement. Now, cost not in terms of monetary, but the cost of your health. If you don't work out, are you on the road to a heart attack? Are you pre-diabetic? Do our osteoporosis, things to that nature. And what are the benefits of the exercising? Are you going to you know, feel better, sleep better, feel more agile? Those are your, what is it costing you? But if you dedicate some time, what are the benefits? And again, these costs and benefits I just mentioned are, have nothing to do with losing weight, but more, what is it? The totality of your health, again, getting stronger, losing weight, all that stuff. Yes. We're not negating those things, but I think sometimes that should be secondary to the cost and the benefits of your health. Something else that we need to focus on is actually, let's go back to the cost and benefits of health. So sorry if you can hear that in the background. I have a window open and yeah, it's New York City. That's all I can say. We are in New York City, baby. <laughs> um, so cost and benefits of working out. I literally, I will tag my notebook my notebook, my book that I'm getting all this information from in the notes so that you can see it's from the ACSM school. So if you ever like, where is she getting this information? I will tag it. Um, 
Again, if you hear a motorcycle, I'm so sorry, my window is open. <laughs> so improvements in coronary heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, depression, dementia, diverticulitis, gallstones, colon cancer, breast cancer, endometrial cancer, lung cancer, hip fractures. And these are all things that fitness can help and reduce your risk of. Notice not one of them was about, you know, toned, losing weight, how you're going to look in your Instagram bikini pic or, you know, trunks if you're dude watch, dude listening right now. And again, none of that is bad, but I do think that should be secondary in our thought process when it starts to working out, because if you don't achieve those, those physical aesthetic goals, uh, more people will fall off. But when you look at it from the perspective of, I am helping my body, I am helping my mind, I'm reducing the chance of certain illnesses, or even your way to fight through certain illnesses, that perspective will keep you in it a little longer. Like, oh, you know, I didn't lose the weight I wanted to, but I'm still, you know, this is good for my heart. I'm lowering the chance of diabetes. I'm lowering my chance of high blood pressure and things to that nature. Um, exercise for more emotional needs. Exercise increases your energy. Regular exercise can help you cope with stress. It relaxes you. It improves your sleep. That is one thing I have heard so many people say, including myself. After a workout, a run, a lift, I just knock out that night. Like, it's it's a good solid not like that in and out sleep it's like that REM cycle sleep it also makes you stronger helps with your mood reduces pain all right and now we'll talk physical but reduces body fat all right so sometimes if you are a person maybe it's what you need but all of the other things that I mentioned have nothing to do with weight loss and weight gain, but the improvements that it can have on your life. And when we feel better, we can handle different situations in our life um, a little more calmly. So when I coach classes and it's more of an intense programming for that day, and again, programming is day to day, not every day is like, go hard, go home. But you know, you have maybe one day a week where we're going to up the ante. And I say, if you got through this workout today, I hope that everything else in your life is not as challenging as this or helps you handle the different things that will come at you today. Because you're going to be like, you know what, that class, whoo, it did it or that training session, or I you know, lifted a little heavier, or I felt a little better, or my form was more solid, um, that it helps you feel that. And I go, I hope it, it helps you to handle your everyday life. I have a client that she went, I've been training her for maybe about seven months now, and she went to go do trapezing in New York City. So if you're in New York City on the West Side Highway, you can do trapeze, like when you hang you hang from your hands and you swing back and forth and you can do like flips up in the air. There's a net below you, by the way. She went and did that on one weekend and I saw her on our first session of the week and she goes, I was like, you know, how was trapeze? Did you have a good time? And she goes, oh my God. She goes, I can really feel the benefits of training because 
I guess she went with like a few of her friends and she goes, I was able to hold on longer than everybody. She goes, you really need like core and upper body and shoulder and grip strength. And she was like, I did it. And she goes, even the instructors were like, oh, wow, you got really good, you know, strength and your core and you were able to hold the positions. Cause I guess she's like, you have to almost put your body in like an crescent shape or an L I forgot what exactly she said, but she was like, I was able to do it. So she goes, I definitely feel the benefits of training in something that I just, she was like, did she was like, you know, I never really thought of how it was going to benefit me, but she goes, when you're in something physical, it was like, Oh, look, working with my trainer is important because I was able to, you know, flip upside down and do it, you know, more quickly. And the instructors noticed I had strength and stuff. So just everyday activities in your life, you don't realize will be affected by the way you work out and challenge your body and all those things. I was like, that's so cool. And I love when my clients tell me the things that they can accomplish in their everyday lives that when they do something or or done something they weren't once able to do. And they're like, oh my God. And that's totally because we're training and because, you know, I see you and I've been consistent when I hear that. It's just amazing. So also if you work with a coach and you were able to, you know, carry the kitty litter two blocks when you used to not be able to, that is something amazing. Like the trainer loves to hear that. So tell us what you can do in your everyday life that kind of you're like, oh, that's because I'm, that's because I'm being consistent and I feel good. We love, we love those kinds of things. Um, Something that is very important are coping strategies and coping strategies are alternatives when life just kind of, you know, hits the fan. So coping strategies would be, say, you can't get to the gym, uh, a meeting runs late, a, a meeting runs late, a child gets sick or anything like that. Well, okay, you have dumbbells in your house. Cool. I know that this is my go-to workout. If I can't make it to the gym, I'm going to do a dumbbell full body workout that my coach gave to me. And I can only do two sets of everything, but two sets half an hour, that's all I have, or even one set of all of the movements for 20 minutes, like something like that. And again, sometimes you're going to miss a day, but if you miss that day, it is absolutely fine. But when you have these coping strategies of, okay, I can go for a walk or, you know, my kids and I are going to have a dance party in the living room and I'm going to put on kids Zumba and we're all just going to move our bodies. Sometimes life throws things at us and our coping strategies about when these things happen, especially when it comes to our fitness routines, can help you stay on track. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, some people feel, well, if I can't make it six days this week, I can only make it two. I'm not going to go at all. No, go those two because it helps with the consistency. It helps you feel like, oh my God, I'm not starting, you know, oh, I haven't been here. I'm starting again. It takes that feeling away and kind of helps you to stay on track. Even if there are setbacks, it's not complete. I have to start over again. Um, some things that fitness helps with are enjoyment, intellectual stimulation, pleasant body um, image, and mental health. So those are a few other things that fitness helps with. Again, that take away, not taking away from the, the aesthetic, the 
wanting to get stronger, possibly wanting to lose weight or gain weight, but knowing that when you look at it through a lens of just your health and longevity of your life, then it is a very different outlook and it could possibly help you to stay the course. I'm just trying to get that thought out. And again, staying that course is figuring out what type of exercises you like. What is it that you enjoy? Um, the cost and the benefits of working out and making that decision. Thinking about your goals. What are, again, what are those SMART goals? And then a part of that is your planning, your action. What are you going to do? Where are you going to do it? When will you engage in the exercise? And then also, what are our coping, planning, substitutes, and alternatives? So that we you don't feel bad about yourself if you miss a day. You don't feel like, oh, you know, the whole world is crumbling around me because you know, maybe I, I wasn't able to cook food or I, it was, I got off work late and I chose McDonald's over the prepared food I had in the fridge. You know, what are our coping strategies to be like, okay, that was a bad day. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. Let's get, what, what are your coping strategies? And it could be like, oh, you know, I, I didn't eat the best, but I was able to get all of the water and I was able to increase my water intake like that. Like, let's look at those positive, um, things that we can hold on to for ourselves. And then if you are working with a, a trainer or a coach, you can also utilize an exercise uh, contract. So making that exercise contract and then every you know three to four months looking over it, seeing where you are, seeing where you, you are emotionally with your workouts, how you're feeling, and are you truly doing the workouts? This is really good and something I do with my online clients because we're not face to face all the time. Sometimes we do FaceTime, sometimes um, I send them their programs digitally. So we, you know, do check-ins, they're called. And we, you know, look at our contract, our exercise contract, look at, you know, your self-monitoring. How are you feeling? Are you getting enough sleep? Do you feel you're progressing? Do you feel like you know, I am holding you accountable and reaching out enough. And it's always good, especially if we're not face-to-face training to do those, you know, we do those check-ins every once in a while just to make sure we're in alignment. All right. So I hope this episode helps you just look at your fitness from a different perspective as opposed to losing weight or the aesthetic of it. And again, none of that is wrong. Please, you know, please don't think that any of that is wrong. This is an aesthetic business, but I want you to first think about you as a person, your well-being, wholeness of why you want to work out. Think about, let those be your driving factors. And then let, if aesthetic is a goal of yours, it's not for everybody. Some people, it's just stress release. But if you do have an aesthetic goal, let that be secondary and let you as a whole person be primary because you are going to want to stay in it and commit to it. Even if you can just, if even if you're only going two days a week, but you really want to go six, you'll go those two days a week. And then that's how we keep that momentum going. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
you know, as I say at the end of all my classes, comments, questions, concerns, feedback, always welcome. Drink your water, eat your veggies, live your best life, and I will see you next week. Have an amazing week, week everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of The Trainer Life. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And I will see you all next week. Have a great day, everybody.